Hello, this is the Daily Tech, and today I'm showing some more tech news with you that I do hope you enjoy. So, firstly, uh, the LG Wings uh, interesting screen uh, offers a new spin on like dual screen smartphones or um, just like dual screen smartphones. Did I say dual screen already? Anyway, so of course it's been released now, and of course there's some more information on it here. Okay, so the LG Wing obviously is a dual screen phone, kind of. Like, when you flick it, it's like, when you twist it, it has, like, half a screen. Uh, so, of course, LG is no stranger to two-screen smartphones. Uh, they have announced different dual-screen uh, devices. So, of course, it's a pretty nice-looking phone. Uh, of course, it's which the screen has a nice picture here of how it moves. And, of course, it's a different spin on what a phone can do. Uh, so the new phone is inspired by LG's current trend of dual-screen smartphones like the G8X ThinQ, uh, the Velvet, along with the company's classic swiveling LG VX9400 uh, feature phone released over a decade ago. Of course, this uh, device is uh, set to be under LG's new Explorer project branding, uh, aimed at exploring ways to breathe new life into what makes a smartphone. Uh, okay, what makes this phone really interesting is the two OLED panels. Uh, so, of course, the main screen is 6.8 inches, uh, without any bezels or notches. Uh, instead, LG has chosen to go with a pop-up lens. Because, uh, of course, it says here... Okay, anyway, so, of course, that's quite interesting that they chose that. But the second screen is 3.9-inch round that's underneath the main display, which makes it a very unique-looking phone. So instead of it folding out to two full size, uh, of course it only shows you like half of what a screen would be. Maybe a bit more like two thirds, but it, anyway, so uh, it looks quite interesting. And of course there's multiple reasons uh, how this can be used, and uh, I assume this article goes over a few by The Verge. Uh, so... Uh, LG has big ambas uh, ambish ambitions for the type of functionality that this new form factor can enable. The idea is that when you're in swivel mode, you use the main display for whatever the primary task is, and the second display uh, is like an extra window for extra functionality. Like, say, if you're watching something, maybe searching something at the same time, I assume that would work. Maybe the keyboard would be a bit too small, but possibly. Or, like, you're reading something on the internet, and you'll want to watch something at the same time. Something like that. There is different functionalities. So, uh, there's an example here. Uh, so, for example, LG uh, images using the secondary panel for camera controls while using the main camera application. That would make sense, obviously, because there's going to be different functions as well. Of course, freeing up the main display as an uncluttered uh, viewfinder. Uh, if you flip the phone around, you can use the main display as a massive uh, widescreen keyboard. Uh, while you respond to a message, which is quite nice. Uh, so, of course, video applications can be used on the second display for media and volume controls, which, of course, would be quite cool. Of course, a lot of this will just be limited to LG's own software. A lot of the time, uh, you won't be able to use the um, second display. But, of course, lots of um, apps will start to run this, I assume. Uh, of course, you can use it simply run two applications, like play a game on the main panel while streaming it to friends uh, using a second display, or like read uh, applications while watching Sankits. There's lots of um, uses for it. 
of course, it doesn't have to be using a landscape format either. LG uh, is just enthusiastic as using the main display as a standard candy bar portrait mode, uh, as it is more obvious widescreen uh, format with the secondary panel serving as um, things like navigation on Google Maps or reading the latest document. So, of course, the secondary half display can be disabled uh, while using it as a grip lock, allowing you to have a useful handle when watching stuff. What's up? Okay, anyway. Uh, so the wing's unique form factor also leads to one of the most interesting features, a gimbal mode uh, that allows the secondary display to be used as a grip, complete with joystick controls for adjusting the camera. Uh, they actually included a second dedicated ultra-wide camera on the back to capture footage uh, while the main display is um, swiveled in landscape mode uh, for rotor sensor to match your orientation. It has a hexamotion um, sensor that the company says helps avoid interference. Uh, it can also shoot in dual recording mode, capturing video from the front and rear cameras at the same time, which is quite cool. Obviously, there are quite a lot of moving parts here, obviously. So, um, that is, there is a bit of concern about durability and um, just how long it will last. Uh, LG's aware and says the, about these concerns and says the wing will hold up. So, hopefully, they're um, honest about this. So, of course, the rest of the hardware is fairly, fairly ordinary. Uh, there's a Snapdragon 765G. Uh, Qualcomm's integrated X52 modem for 5G support, which is quite nice. Um, 8GB of RAM, which is quite a bit. 256GB of storage and 4000mAh battery, which you'll definitely need if you're powering both of the displays often. And an in-display fingerprint sensor and support for wireless charging. Of course, there's no uh, waterproofing, obviously, because of course so many moving parts. Uh, the second display also adds to the thickness, but not that much. Uh, the self-contained full-size screen cases that the LG used in the past. I probably said that wrong. Uh, anyway, wing the wing measures at 9.12 ounces, which is 260 grams, which is a bit heavy, but not too bad, and 0.43 inches thick, uh, which isn't too bad. Uh, so for comparison, the Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra uh, with similar size display uh, weighs 7.76 ounces and 220 grams and it's 0.35 inches thick so it is a bit um, heavier and larger like thicker than uh, average phones but obviously you're expecting that when you've got two displays. Uh, it also features a pop-up 32 megapixel front-facing camera and uh, there's a 64 megapixel main camera, 30 megapixel uh, regular ultrawide and a uh, 12 megapixel gimbal mode uh, that's dedicated to landscape mode. Uh, so, of course, this will be released in the US on Verizon first, uh, then a, a and AT&T, and T-Mobile. Uh, LG says that the price, release date, colour options, and specs will vary by network, which means that you might see a split between the sub 6GHz uh, LG wing model and the pricier millimetre wave version that's exclusive to Verizon. Um, of course, they haven't even announce the price estimate for the upcoming device and we can't really guess because it's like so unique. Um, of course it's a bit annoying they haven't released the price obviously but I think that's obviously uh, what lots of companies do anyway so it's definitely a bit annoying but eventually we will get the price. So it, that is quite cool. I think it's a really interesting concept for a phone and I think it, it could be quite popular depending on what the price is. If it's too expensive 
I don't know, obviously it won't be too popular, but I think this, if they price it well, uh, this could be a really popular device. I'm just, I think one of the biggest concerns though, because it's a first generation product for this kind of thing, is A, software limitations, of course, lots of apps won't support the second display, which can be, will be a bit annoying, can and will. Also, um, obviously durability, even though they say it'll be good uh, for durability, we're not sure about that, and of course it will be a bit of concern, uh, especially if it breaks in some of the first tries. Obviously, I think it should be fine, but yeah, it's always an option. Uh, they could break. Right, okay, for the next article. Uh, close this down. Right, okay, so Samsung's latest uh, update gives the Galaxy Watch owners three brilliant reasons not to upgrade, which of course is something they wouldn't try to do, but they're doing anyway. Uh, Samsung has started to roll out a free software update to Galaxy Watch Active 2. Uh, that gives the vast majority of new features announced alongside the Galaxy Watch 3, so there'll be less reason to upgrade. So, of course, Samsung is um, a generous company, according to this article, which is by Express. Yeah. Uh, so, weeks after announcing their latest model in its popular Galaxy Watch series, um, of course, there's quite a lot of features packed into this new smartwatch that are quite good. Uh, so, of course, they want to bring some of this functionality to the older Galaxy Watch models. That um, is quite a bit. So, of course, uh, the latest update brings three exciting new features announced alongside the Watch 3, including better health features, for detection, and improved to improvements to messages. Uh, so, first up, Galaxy Watch 2 uh, will benefit from the new and improved running analysis feature um, at Galaxy Unpacked last month, which provides extra insight into your exercise. Uh, so you'll be presented with measurements like ground contact time, flight time, stiffness, vertical oscillation, asymmetry, uh, regularity and more. Samsung will say these, Samsung says this insights should help you improve your uh, performance and reduce chance of injury while exercising which is obviously what people uh, want of course people uh, who buy these most of the time buy them uh, for fitness a lot of the time anyway. So, of course, this is some nice features instead of having to buy the new uh, smartwatch so they won't have to pay any more. Uh, where do we get to? Okay, so provided that you know what vertical oscillation is. Uh, so, uh, these watch owners will be able to now measure at VO2 max. Uh, this is an indicator of the maximum amount of oxygen you can burn through during intense exercise. Uh, it's a common measurement used uh, to determine athletes' fitness and performance cap capability. It can also help track training, uh, your training routine, and help you improve your endurance. Uh, so, but it's not only these features that help uh, make the leap from the newly announced Watch 3 to the Watch Active 2. Uh, something has confirmed that it's full detection functionality, uh, which can alert family members and emergency services when your detector has fallen. Uh, they've added it to this watch, which is obviously quite important. Full detection is very important. Some people actually need to use this and it actually does help some people so i think it's really good that they are bringing this feature just this uh, okay so uh when the smartwatch detects a potential fall it will send a pop-up notification uh, to send an sos notification to four pre-designated contacts uh, showing that no help is never too far away of course this feature has been an apple watch for a few years and it's good that it's finally getting to this watch uh, of course uh, there's been numbers of stories who people coming trapped without their phone who are still able to call for help. 
and now Samsung are boasting this feature too. Uh, so there's also a handful of fun new additions to the messaging capabilities on the Galaxy Watch. With the latest update, uh, this watch can now send both AR emoji stickers and Bitmoji stickers uh, in reply to an incoming text straight from the smartwatch, which is quite cool. Uh, also, whenever you receive a new message, the watch will show your chat history instead of just a single message. Uh, so if you're a bit confused what's happening in the conversation, especially if it's possible to have a group chat, I don't know if it is, but if it is, um, obviously that would be quite helpful. Of course, there's no more content switching between your devices. You can do it directly from your wrist, which is something people want. Instead of having to get your phone out, you can just go straight uh, to your watch and do it from there, which is quite helpful, and people do definitely use this. Uh, that's the theme of the final new features, too. Uh, you'll now be able to access music players without uh, needing to take your smartphone uh, from your pocket or bag or wherever you have it. It can be con con controlled straight from the Galaxy Watch, letting you do everything from there, which is really good. Uh, it also works if you're listening on wireless earbuds, like the Galaxy Buds. Uh, so it's starting to roll out to owners today, which is really cool. And of course, people will benefit from these new features. Uh, so, it, this is likely that it's able to get these latest features due to the fact, um, right there. So, of course, it's good that they're bringing these out. Um, of course, it's good that they're able to get these features in just through software. And, of course, it's really good. So, I think this will definitely help some people, of course, more than others. The messaging one's quite cool, the music one. Uh, the full detection, I think, is most important. But I think that it's really cool that they're bringing these new features to it. And especially the fitness ones as well. Uh, you're getting more functionality out of your active watch, which is kind of what's in the name. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but still. Uh, of course, it's good that it's coming out today. Uh, today, yeah, in, today. So, um, yeah, that's really good. Right, okay, uh, moving on to the next article uh, by TechRadar. Uh, Samsung Galaxy S20 Fan Edition uh, may land uh, later this month in a new unpacked event. So, another unpacked event. Uh, so... It looks like something isn't done with hardware announcements for this year. Uh, we've already had two unpacked events since August. Uh, one I actually did talk about. Uh, it's not a great video, but still, uh, if you do want to uh, look at it, go and check. Um, also, they've... Um, I don't know what the other one was, to be honest. Uh, okay, and... Oh, of course, uh, the Galaxy Z Fold 2 was the other. Uh, yeah, okay, so... And now additional events being scheduled for September the 23rd. Uh, so, uh, Samsung's US website says this unpacked is for every fan, which makes us wonder if the S20 Lite, which is also probably going to be called uh, the Galaxy S20 Fan Edition, are indeed true, it would make sense. Uh, so it isn't entirely clear whether the Lite and FE names are for the same device, or if there's supposed to be two different models. I would say it's probably to be the same device, but it is possible we'll get a Lite device and... Uh, a different device. Uh, there could also be regional branding for the same device. As um, Australia's website mention has no mention of fans, it said there's um, a cryptic teaser that only says like, something's coming at midnight, uh, September 24th, Australian East Coast time. 
Uh, so whatever the case may be, maybe if it's the S20 Lite in some places, or the S20 Fan Edition in some places, it is still the same device, just different names. Of course, there's been specs of Samsung's new handset leaking for a while now. I actually did cover it as well. So, of course, it would uh, make quite a bit of sense. I'll go through some of the specs quickly now. Uh, so, a 6.5-inch um, trip display that's uh, 1440 by 3200 a triple lens camera at 12 megapixels, 12 megapixels, and 8 megapixels, and a 4,500 milliamp hour battery and 60 gigs of RAM. So it's very similar to the um, normal S20. Uh, it should also cost around 699 euros, which is roughly 830 dollars, 645 pounds, and 1,140 Australian dollars. Uh, but parts of this is our odds of previous reports, which says it will some of the main features like a 120 hertz display which just confused me how the note 20 standard one didn't have 120 hertz display whereas the s20 uh, did it's a bit confusing but anyway uh snapdragon 865 processor uh but it will supposedly be restricted to 1080p resolution to keep costs down uh so that's quite interesting it's a very good device and uh budget price for people who maybe can't afford it or uh, just for people who would rather this device anyway so I think that it's um, quite good they could be coming soon. And I think this will be a more popular version of it, depending on if people choose to buy it or not. So it is a possibility where they just people won't buy it because uh, maybe a new one's coming out soon. That is a possibility, seeing as could expect an S30 or S21 soon. It is a possibility, but we're not necessarily sure. Right, okay, moving on to the next article. Uh, again, I really need to find something to say instead of just saying moving on to the next article. But anyways, uh, Microsoft says it's not acquiring TikTok after ByteDance rejects offers. There's technically two articles on this. Uh, so Microsoft won't be taking over TikTok's US operations. Uh, so a bit of backstory to this, of course, um, ByteDance were forced to sell a US um, part of TikTok operations uh, to a different company or have it removed. Obviously, because the US didn't want uh, ByteDance uh, operating in the US. So, uh, this is uh, to do with Trump administration. And Microsoft were trying to acquire, acquire TikTok, but have failed. As uh, so a ByteDance let us know they won't be selling TikTok's US operations to Microsoft, as a Microsoft uh, says Microsoft in a statement. Uh, we are confident our proposal would have been good for TikTok users while protecting nat uh, national security interests. To do this, we would have made significant changes to ensure that the service met the highest standards for security, privacy, online safety, and combating disinformation. And we've made these principles clear in our August statement. And we look forward to see how the service evolves in these important areas. So, of course, you can tell Microsoft are a bit annoyed that they didn't guess it because it would have been good for them. TikTok is quite big. Uh, whether you like it or not, it's a big thing. And... Uh, of course, Microsoft would have been good to get that. They could have changed it a little, you know. Uh, it would have been big for them, lots of users. Uh, so, Microsoft originally confirmed that they were pursuing to buy TikTok uh, operations for US, Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. Uh, reports have suggested Microsoft might be considered buying all of TikTok's global operations, but of course that hasn't happened. Uh, so, Microsoft's failed bid leaves the door open for Oracle as a potential buyer. A report last month saying Oracle was in the running for a TikTok acquisition. And earlier today, um, Axos reported that Larry Ellison's enterprise uh, software giant had leapfrogged Microsoft for the deal. Uh, any potential deal with Oracle isn't without complications, though. 
uh, President Trump, uh, US President, obviously, uh, anyway, uh, initially threatened a September 15th deadline for TikTok self for setting uh, November 12th as the deadline, uh, with the threat of a potential ban. Uh, that led to TikTok suing the Trump administration over a alleged attack due to uh, process and potential of China blocking deal without being sold without its key um, algorithm. Uh, so it's not clear what will happen to TikTok in the US, now Microsoft has been unsuccessful in its bid. Uh, Oracle does look their most likely candidate, and there's another article on this after, um, and it may serve as a cloud service provider rather than a parent company with direct control. Uh, nothing has been simple with this ongoing TikTok saga, uh, so it's reasonable to expect some more twists and turns for the um, app, or for the um, thing. So, of course, TikTok popular, the US don't like it, it's a bit of an issue there. Obviously, um, people do want it to stay who like it, but obviously, um, it's obviously what they want to try and uh, get rid of. Right, okay, moving on to the next article, which is on the same thing. Uh, Oracle beats Microsoft bid for TikTok. Uh, so, Oracle, uh, as 10 hours ago, by, um, who was this by? Uh, TNW, I'll probably stand to something, but anyway. Um, what was this video? Okay, so Oracle has now taken over Microsoft's favourites to buy the short video app TikTok's US operations. Uh, so, according from a report from Access, while Oracle uh, is likely to get the deal, uh, there's a possibility of no deal taking place. Uh, of course, Oracle might not get the app, uh, of course. That could be possible. So, at the moment, it's not clear if they will get it, uh, but it is very possible. Uh, obviously, Microsoft failed, as we found out before, but obviously it's, it is possible, and uh, otherwise, US operations go down, of course. Uh, people enjoy TikTok, and it would be good for Oracle as well to be able to get that. Uh, so... Reports go over the weekend that China would rather see TikTok's US operations shut down than go through for forced sale, obviously because they don't want TikTok to grow big somewhere else, because uh, it was their thing. It is a bit annoying how it's been taken away. There is reasons behind it, but even then, it's not great. There isn't much in this article. I thought there might be more, but anyway, uh, Oracle could um, get the win for TikTok, which obviously um, would be good for them. Right, okay, moving on to the final um, article for today, final piece of tech news. Uh, so NVIDIA announces a release date for the um, GeForce RTX 3070 uh, So Obviously this is a new graphics card and it's caused a lot of mayhem in um, Right now so obviously um, It's very it's gonna be a popular card anyway, uh, of course some of the reasons for this is it's the 3070 uh, which is like almost like more than half of the price is more powerful than the 2080 Ti, which is uh, less some people in panic. Of course, if you go on eBay and things like that, loads of people are selling their 2080 Ti's before. We're not going to be able to get anything for them. Uh, of course, I think it's really good what Nvidia have done, kind of, and not for the people who own a 2080 Ti though. Uh, so of course, after the enthusiastic reveal of the launch dates for the uh, RTX 3080 and 3090, uh, so September the 17th and September the 24th. Uh, 17th for the 3080, 24th for the 3090. Uh, so, it was a bit of a subdued unveiling for the uh, 3070, uh, arriving just in time for the weekend. 
It's going to be a very attractive option for most gamers. They expect it to retail for £469. There's no US one here, I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, so the GeForce RTX 3070 is the third most powerful D uh, powered bunch so far. It's been claimed that it will be faster than the GeForce RTX 2080 Ti, while retaining half of its price tag, as I said. Uh, so it offers 8GB of GDDR6, uh, notably no GD GDDR6X, like its bigger siblings, but of course, again, this is a much cheaper card. Uh, 5,888 CUDA cores, I've done um, an episode on this before, if you want to go and check that out anyway. Uh, boost clocks of 1.73GHz and 256-bit uh, memory bus width. Um, expect a uh, 20.4 shader teraflops and 40 ray tracing uh, teraflops with 163 uh, tensor T-flops. There must be teraflops. Anyway, uh, so of course, it's not great to compare the RTX 3090, but at this price point it shouldn't matter. Uh, of course, this is probably the sweet spot when it comes to performance and value, obviously, because of how it's beating stuff. Uh, it's unknown yet whether it's a superior performance to the RTX 2080 Ti uh, in terms of faster ray tracing, DLS DLSS enhanced, uh, enhanced gaming, or something else, but we don't know, but it could be a considerable upgrade uh, while uh, cheaper than 2080 Ti. Uh, they have a nice graph. Uh, but it doesn't include the RTX 2080 Ti. But of course, when people do test these cards, we will find out what the difference is between them. Uh, okay, so firstly, I think it's good to um, just say what happened, like how they um, do these tests. So they're running highest game settings, 1440p, uh, with a 9910900K, 64GB of RAM, which is quite a lot, I'm going to be honest, uh, Windows 10 64-bit, RTX on, uh, with the yeah okay RTX on and um, the DLSS uh, so with control RTX on they got um, a hundred and like what was that hundred and three hundred and four uh, for the RTX 3070 uh, for the 2070 they got um, what was that uh, about like six 70, 69, I'll say, like 68, uh, 68, uh, it got, so that's already a significant increase, and of course, compared to GTX 1070, uh, that's only, that's only like 10. Uh, so with Minecraft, um, it got a hundred, but a little bit better for, well, that one's actually worse for the RTX 2070, and of course, that's quite bad uh, for the 1070. All I'm saying is that, of course, it's got a significant increase. Um, over maybe like a quarter more, 25% more, over the 2070. So whether or not it'll be more powerful than the, uh, this is with RTX though, uh, so if it's more powerful than the, um, than the 2080 Ti, then this is a real market turner. But of course we know the 38 I think is definitely more powerful, but of course if the 3070 is more powerful, and that's going to be really big for the market, and it's going to be really confusing as well. Uh, so the RTX 3070 uh, is lacking the faster memory that we see on the 3080 and 3090 because it's plenty enough for people uh, who don't want to spend thousands on the uh, RTX 3090 which is quite expensive. Uh, there have been rumours for stock shortages on the 3080 and 3070 seeing as these are going to be the most bought and it may be a good option for people. Uh, it's interesting to see if the stock shortages also extend to the RTX 3070, 
uh, especially as the price to flaunch ratio is sounding pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I think it's really uh, cool how this uh, card is definitely quite powerful and of course the release date's coming out for this weekend which is quite good. It's a very um, good it's a very good card for what you're paying. Of course if it's just as powerful as 28Ti maybe a bit more then of course you're getting a really good deal. Even if it's only a little bit less powerful you're still getting a really good deal. I think it might be slightly faster than 28Ti. I don't think it's going to be too much faster noticeably. Um, of course, when uh, you check on YouTube, some I assume some YouTubers will be uh, comparing it anyway, and then we'll find out then. But of course, uh, you definitely need to look out for that. But of course, it's a really good card, I'd say, and I if I'm surprised I'll be so I won't be surprised if this doesn't uh, go out of stock. Of course, the 3080 has gone out of stock, and I'm not sure about the 3090. I assume that probably won't. I assume they have made enough stock though for all of these, because I assume they are expecting um, quite a lot of orders. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please do consider subscribing, as then you'll be able to see all the latest tech news by me. But if you are on any other platform, uh, just see if you can follow anything like that. Because then on Spotify you can do it, and Anchor, I assume you can. Uh, you probably like any. You can probably do something. Anyways, um, yeah, just make sure to. See all the latest tech news by me. Anyways, have a good day. Well,